Hello, this is Apostolic Truth Today, and for those that don't know, this is a podcast. Within this, our mission statement is dedicated to bring forth consistent biblical truths, rightfully dividing the word of truth. And being inspired by God and His Holy Spirit, we're able to bring forth the practical for viewers and those that tune in alike. episode of apostolic truth today it is my pleasure to release this new episode i'm very excited i'm very ecstatic and i've got a few visitors here listening in on this one uh they're not really going to be saying anything but i feel like i could use a little hurrah you know um but i'm I'm hoping you guys are enjoying the holidays thus far and everything's going uh pleasantly you're spending time with family friends and just having a very good time but what I wanted to address is something that is, is very much a constant within the theme of Christmas, something that's a constant within the theme of um, Scripture, and that is the wise men when they followed the light of uh, the, the star of Bethlehem to Jesus. We're not going to be talking necessarily in regards to that star, but what we are going to be doing is to re, we're going to be re, reintroducing the light. Let's not forget about the light. So what I want to do is I want to start off by reading John chapter 8, verse 12. John chapter 8, verse 12 says, Then spake Jesus again, saying unto them, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. When we walk with Jesus, we have this light that's dwelling within us. We have this, this, this God that's dwelling within us, and we're able to walk within darkness. And gives us the ability to walk amongst the darkness. So what does light do? It exposes darkness and it exposes the dark things. This is one of the things that light does. It exposes darkness and the dark things. You see, light has a tendency to reveal to those seeing that which was within darkness. It exposes that which was hidden, that which is of the darkness. As a believer in this for a a good, a good number of years, I will admit there's certain areas of my heart, there's certain areas of my being, that if it wasn't for the light of God within prayer, if it wasn't for asking God to reveal these areas within me, I would not know that they were there to, to address, to, to get rid of, to pray over, to allow God to work on. But when I allow God's light to then begin to come within, when I allow God's light to begin to shine within these areas, I'm able to see these things that need to be worked on, these things that I can give to Jesus. They, it, it exposes the darkness. And with those that are around us, those that we encounter on the day-to-day, light exposes sin. It, it exposes the things of where people may not be doing right or that these areas that they 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 shouldn't be going in that it gives us the wisdom to be like no that that's dark that's a that's a dark spot that's a place that we need to not go you know we we love sinners we love people but we hate sin we we need to stay we need to stay away from the dark things and tread as 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 believers in light within the darkness uh as wisely as possible you know um like i'd addressed if we have an area within our lives that is of a dark thing being sin, whether it's known or unknown, when we allow the light of God to enter within us, it will begin to shine upon these areas, upon doing 
uh, doing this, the areas that we may have not been cognizant of, they become revealed to us. And when we are left with a choice, do we allow God's light to remove this impurity, this thing that's no good, this thing that's filthy, this thing that's grimy? And when we begin to do that and we allow God to take care of it and allow God to remove it, he'll eventually um, remove and, and burn away at the, this dark thing. So First John chapter 1, verse 5 says, This then is the message which we have heard of him, and I declare unto you that God is the light, and in him is no darkness at all. So if we are to walk as children of the light, if we're to walk saved and born again as children of the light, born of water and of spirit, we need to not have darkness within us because God has no fellowship with darkness. There is no darkness as part of God. You, we can use this illustration. If I was to light a candle, there wouldn't be a shadow with that light. The light can help illuminate and bring forth the shadow, and you know of these dark things because of the light, but there is no shadow attached to that light source. So God has no no shadow god has no darkness but what he does is he begins to expose darkness he begins to expose things that are, are are no good so just as children of the light we need to be mindful as what we're partaking and we need to do better and allow god to purify our lives purify our motives purify our our, our being within within this walk as we're walking after god if we want the light of god to operate within us and to shine without us we need to submit to his will we need to submit to his authority what has been revealed to us uh, uh, through him in his word and choose to sacrifice these areas of darkness in a place of submission you see when god's word begins to deal with us when god's word begins to operate within us when we read a certain scripture when we read a certain word and it begins to convict us when it, when god allows that conviction to set in that that unpleasant feeling to to set in not condemnation where we're no good but it's like no, that's an area that, that you need to give over. That's an area that, that we know is just not right. We need to give that over submissively unto God. God, you are the higher power. I am the lesser power. Your ways are greater than my ways, and, I, and you're revealing that this area is no good. So God, I'm going to give this area to you in a place of submission, and we're able to walk accordingly as children of the light. We don't justify sin, but all but call out sin and deal with it. So if our brother has a blind spot in an area, let him know with the help of God using sound wisdom, not judging them and saying, you're a, you're a no good sinner. No, because guess what? You're a sinner as well. And the thing is, we're not, we, we have no place to say you're no good. That's, that's not true. We are good because God says we are good. With God dwelling within us and helping us, we are good. We, we can't cast judgment in a sense like that. But with the help of God using sound wisdom, we can address our brothers and sisters and say, hey, I notice you're, you're struggling in this area. Is there anything I can do? Is there any, any area I can help you? You pray and, in, and with love in the light of God, you can expose this dark thing that they might not even realize. And with, with much prayer, don't judge your friend nor look down upon them because they have this dark thing. For you have dark things, for you had a dark thing, and God is, is still working on you. God has worked on you. And there's these things that we can, we can use to help better each other with the, the help of God and his light. For we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. So let's encourage and, 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 and help each other once again uh, with this act of love, with this act of, of a godly love.
So you see this, this, this light that works within us, this, this spirit that works within us, God's spirit that works within us is, is very powerful. Another thing that the light does, which is really cool, is it warms what was once cold. What, what do you mean by that, Derek? Well, this light brings forth warmth to what was once cold and has a way of melting that which was once frozen. In a similar sense, with God's light dwelling within us, it can reanimate once what was frozen or stiffening up due to uh, inconsistency, due to improper appetite, due to improper conditioning. That which is cold, God's light begins to warm and bring back to life that which was dead. Things like prayer and our relationship. God, our relationship has gotten cold, we might say. I need to spend more time with, with you and your word. Things are, things are getting kind of dull. I'm not feeling that, that excitement anymore within my prayer. I'm not feeling that excitement in my reading when I'm, I'm, I'm struggling in my fasting life. I'm struggling to maintain my disciplines in you. That fire that was swelling up within me, it just seems like it's dwindling and I'm, I'm getting cold. In a sense, I, I need to take some time to bring warmth back into this relationship. God, I need your help because... I, 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 I want to be intimate with you once again. I want to open up to you in regard to my emotions, my fears, my concerns, the thing, you know, and I want to, I want to love on you and God allow, allow me to love, love, allow you, allow me to love, to allow you to love me in return. God, I, I want that relationship back. When we allow his light to dwell within us and when we get consistently, when we consistently abide in his light, that relationship and that hunger and that fire can once again reanimate once what was, is starting to become cold, that which is starting to become dull, that which is starting to become frigid. What else can it do? It, it, can, it can help brighten our hearts. God, where, where my heart has become cold and hardened, even callous to the things of your spirit, I, I don't want to pray anymore. I don't want to read your word anymore. When listening to messages, uh, good, solid preaching, they don't move me. And when I engage, I don't seem to feel your presence. Within discipleship, the things I used to do, I just don't seem to do them anymore, and I, 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 I don't manage to get things done, something productive for you in your kingdom. It takes everything out of me anytime I'm able to even do it. I don't want to do these things anymore. You see, those embers of once a, of, of, a fire of a personal revival, God can re reignite these areas of discipleships. He can he can reignite our hearts. He can, he can soften our hearts to where they've become calloused. You know, I used to pray without ceasing with all my spare time to be engrossed within your fires god of, of revival you were all i thought about you could all you were all i seemed to think about it was all you i was on fire for you god and it seemed like it would last forever what happened well i, I stopped abiding in your in your light i stopped abiding with you your light shined within my life but i've, I've gotten busy i've gotten distracted and i've 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 not continued to to tarry within your presence we talked about that the last podcast when we abide abide with God, he begins to change us. He begins to soften us. He begins to, to, to pour into us. And, and, and just like this example, this illustration that I'm trying to, uh, trying to paint here is his light will begin to warm these areas of our lives in our relationship with him, our love for others as well. The more I'm alive, the harder it seems to become I, it's harder for me to love people. I, I know I need to because God asks me to love my brethren, yet based on situation and past hurt, 
it seems near impossible, but you see, when we pray to God in a broken prayer, allowing his light to shine through our members, he'll begin to address these areas by his grace, not our own. He will give us the desire, he will give us the ability, the want to, the spark that we need to be on fire in a sense for him once again. His spirit will begin to soften our hearts by his gentle yet loving touch. He'll begin to impart strength within these deep and intimate prayers of pouring ourselves out before him pouring and him beginning to pour himself into you, bringing forth godly love, agape love towards those around you. We're able to love others. We're able to have embers of, of a personal revival. We're able to discipline. We're able to uh, disciple people. We're able to have softened hearts uh, before him. We're able to have a good, solid prayer and relationship with God. And that's because we're allowing God's light to dwell within us. So for those that are listening, we need to abide in God and allow God's light to dwell within us. We need to allow God's light to, to reanimate these areas of our lives that have just gotten cold. And we need to allow the light to expose these dark places within us, these areas that we think everything's fine. You know, the heart is deceitful and wicked above all else. Who can know it? Well, God knows it. So when we allow God to, to instruct us and to begin to show us these areas, it's like God is, is, is directing, God's helping us, God's giving the ability for us to do it. So we just need to be submitted unto that. We need to submit to his authority. Another really cool thing of, of, uh, of the light is the light gives us nourishment. In the physical sense, the light gives us vitamin D. It strengthens our body. It helps us. Without, without the light, without vitamin D, our, our, our bones would break, our skin would look terrible, and, and we would, we'd be very weak as a human being. And in the same sense, in the spiritual, we need God's light to provide that nourishment. We need to take in his, his, his word. We need to take in more of his spirit. We need to allow him to nourish our spirits. We need to allow him to nourish our soul. We need to allow God to nourish our situations, the things that... I have said it before, the things that we're not able to do, he gives us the ability by the grace of God to then be able to do. When we don't want to act as lights or be as lights to those around us being an example, God will, will give us the strength and the ability to do so. But the thing is, though, what we're trying to do is establish more of a personal necessity of this nourishment. The thing is, without light, we wouldn't thrive. And without God, we would not thrive. So if we don't allow his light to come upon us and to work on us spiritually, if we're, we're just setting ourselves up for demise, we can't do it without him. We need his power. We need his strength. We need his defense. We need his wisdom and we need his guidance. And his word will give us all of these things. His light will give us all of these things. And lastly, I'm, I'm, I'm running out of notes here, but um, the last thing that the light does, I mean, we could probably break this up into a lot more subtopics here, but I'm, I'm trying to address more of the things that the light does in the physical and, and how we can apply this in the spiritual is it overpowers the darkness. The thing is, there is light and there is darkness. There is good and there is evil, but this is the thing is, Light will always overpower the darkness. Anytime there's a dark thing in your life, anytime there's a dark thing that, that is opposing you, anything time there's, there's sin, the thing is, 
God's light. God is greater than that sin. God is greater than any darkness. God is greater than any, any devil. So when you're up against sin, when you're up against something that you just don't think you can conquer, that you don't seem to think that you can beat, well, guess what? God's grace is bigger. God's power is greater than anything that comes against you. So the light will always overpower the darkness and you got to believe that. But the thing is though, if you don't have God's light dwelling within you, you ain't overpowering anything. But when you have a relationship with God and you know that that light that's dwelling within you, you can encounter the biggest giant. You can encounter the biggest lion. You can encounter the biggest demon and say, guess what? You can't touch me. Guess what? You can't touch my family. Guess what? You can't have my mind. Mind. Guess what? You can't have my situation. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus because my God is bigger. My God is greater. The, the light that dwells within me will get expunged and get rid of every darkness that is around me. So guess what? I may walk and have to tread within darkness, but darkness, you can't touch me. Devil, you can't have me. And, and I, and I want to speak life to your current situation, to those that are listening, that are going through something, that are, that are battling darkness, that are struggling with sin. You know, we're we're going to struggle in areas to the day we die and we're going to refine ourselves and get better and better. But guess what? When there's a sin and when we mess up just a little bit and we don't feel like we're, we're able to keep going, say, God, your grace is bigger. God, your grace is bigger than this little thing. It, I'm not going to allow this little thing to take my mountain. I'm not going to let this little thing begin to creep into my heart, into my mind and to, to destroy me from the inward out. But I am going to allow your grace to work on me. I'm going to allow myself to abide in your light. And there is power in that. We've just got to believe it. That God, your light dwells within me. And I'm able to overcome anything that comes against me. Not by my power. Not by my ability. Not by my might. But his in the name of Jesus. I don't know if this has been a longer one or maybe a little bit of a shorter one. Either way, I do thank you for, for listening and actually looking at the time. It seems like this has been a little bit of a shorter episode, but I, I do appreciate you for tuning in, for listening in, and I pray that God bless you in your endeavors. I pray that God bless you in, in your further pursuits within Him, and I, and, I, and I pray that God does something miraculous in your life. And, and let's not forget in this holiday season to allow God's light to shine just like the wise men when they were looking at the star of Bethlehem to come to Jesus. Let us too be that light and bring people to Jesus. In Jesus' name.